So you're into fantasy football, into free cash too, of course you are. Then you got to go to FanDuel.com, hands down the coolest one-week fantasy football site ever. Here's why. Pick a new lineup, play fresh players each and every week, win real cash. One-week fantasy football means you're not wiped out early in the season because your players got hurt. Just pick a fresh team and go again each week. Win and get immediate cash payouts. Think you're all that? Hey, prove it and win cash right now. Joe Watson from New York played for less than than two weeks last season. He won over $30,000. Here's where the free cash comes in. First-time user, I want you to go to FanDuel.com. Click on the mic and enter the promo code KREN, K-R-E-N-N, okay? And they'll match your initial deposit. Dollar for dollar, up to 200 bucks. Get this, you can play for as little as a buck with no upfront fees and no long-term commitment. That's a lot of fantasy football, my friend. Enter KREN at FanDuel.com. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Promo code KREN, K-R-E-N-N. $200 offer expires soon, so go there now. FanDuel.com. That's FanDuel.com. So maybe you got a great idea for a business. You want to start selling products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner and you're looking for new customers. Maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy. That's right. GoDaddy wants to help you succeed online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a .com domain for just a dollar. 49 that's right one dollar 49 cents it's go time start your website today visit godaddy.com and enter promo code jim 149 to get your dollar 49.com some limitations apply see website for details The Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast on the Sideshow Network. We are worldwide, we are nationwide, and we are on air in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. From the Talent Network Studios, it's comedian Mike Wysocki, comic Terry Jones, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Jim Cren No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. We are brought to you by Beaver County Auto, Chrysler, Jeep, Nissan, and it's right there in Constitution Boulevard in Chippewa. Uh, tell PJ I sent you. It is the best car dealership in the tri-state, I think. I mean, these guys stand behind everything they sell. They have the best service in, in the tri-state. Beaver County Auto, and we appreciate your, your loyalty to them. They're a family business. Uh, PJ uh, built this thing from the ground up. And new and used, like I said, any kind of car you want, new, used, cars, trucks, Beaver County Auto. We thank them for their sponsorship. Also, say hello to our team, Dave Settemeyer, Josh, Josh Folio, Folio, Josh Folio. Uh, <laughs> you got Wayne Well, Frank Mergia, and uh, Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki, Mike Sasson, of course, in the studio here at the Talent Network Studios, and myself. We also have a guest on today. Um, Bob Cranmer is on today. Bob, Oh, wait. I, just, I don't want to screw up. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Nissan. I want to make sure to get the Dodge in there, too, for Beaver County Auto. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Nissan. If you want any of those, that is where to go. Uh, Bob Cramer was former county commissioner, and he wrote a book called The Demon on Brownsville Road. And I caught it just, I don't know, I was looking at, I can't remember, it was Halloween week or whatever, and I was reading something in the Post-Gazette or somewhere. I can't remember where I saw it, but... I thought, all right, Brownsville Road, I'm a Pittsburgh guy, and 
you know, driven on there many times, I thought it's going to be this cute little ghost story. Ends up being this thing is scarier than the Amityville Horror for me. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you. And the weird part, the thing that really got me was, you know, Bob was with the 101st Airborne, and was a county commissioner, not, you know, whether you like this politics or not, that isn't in really a political book, but he, I believe he's telling the truth in this, in other words. And, and the guys he brought in, he brought in these priests, uh, Father Mike, and some of the guys I know from St. Paul. St. Paul's is an incredible uh, church in Southside where they do retreats, and I've gone on several retreats there. So I've met Father Mike and several of these priests that he talks about in the book, and they are no, they're the real deal. They're passionate priests. They're not going to just lie and say anything and embellish anything. So it really got my attention. It's a great read. It's interesting if you're into that kind of stuff. If you, you know, I, I, if, it, if, if it scares you too much, don't do it. But if you're into the scary stuff, man, I literally had to put it down a few times. And, and then go back to reading it. It was that scary at certain moments. And we have an ex- an interview with him. I shouldn't say exclusive. He's been on many shows. But <laughs> but, uh, but we do have a 15-minute or so interview with him at the end of the show. We're going to have him on in the show in studio uh, also down the road here very soon, I hope. Um, the guys haven't really gotten a chance to read the book, right, guys? Not yet. But, no. But, but uh, I know you want to now after yeah. listening <laughs> to that interview. He's amazing. So uh, we'll have him on a little bit later. But, yeah, Bob Cranmer... He, I like I said, he's the real deal. In in, I I just did the interview here in the studio, which you will hear, you know, very soon. Uh, you know, about a half hour, or so uh, we'll play it. In Terry and and Mike and Mike both got to hear the interview, and it was, it was the he was the real deal. Don't you believe him? You don't think he was lying at all, right? Yeah, I mean, we were. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, geez. we were all in the room while Jim did this interview, man, and the face on Mike Sasson was priceless like anyone that that's on uh-huh. instagram or follows on well, i have pictures <laughs> posted right now of of um, how it was some messed up stuff. a man afraid of possession i don't blame you i'm not afraid it, it, it's just I, it's I, I, I was not afraid of possession but i mean like the thing is is like the way he said it with you could like you were saying the guy you know hunter first airborne county commissioner right. all this other kind of stuff you can tell when a guy's bsing you Mm-hmm. You can tell when a guy, you know, when you're sitting there and you're listening to somebody, he's like, you know what, this guy's trying to sell me a dead mule. Yeah. This guy was not trying to no, sell anybody anything. I mean, Everything he was just sitting it. there telling you exactly what happened to him. And so, yeah, it was some scary stuff. And then Terry could tell you about when. Oh, God. In uh, the, the lights went out in the studio. So, Terry said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're sitting there. I mean, you, I, mean I know they went out. You, you think it was a ghost or something? Bruh, that shit was fucked up. <laughs> first of all, first of all, my black ass ain't gonna stick around to find Terry, out. Terry, <laughs> anyone that saw my reaction, the first thing was I threw off these fucking headphones and I darted and took a piss because I wasn't gonna piss myself in front of everybody. Yeah, I thought funny. there was a snake and, loose in the room. Oh hell, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of mice, so it would have been a mouse before a snake. Just to back me. up, Terry, though, we all. We all we saw all it. saw that shit. Yeah, so the light did go out. We're n- <laughs> now the light did go out. I n- now we've been recording in the studio for I don't know how long, <laughs> and years. I must say we've never had any issue where lights <laughs> flicker or there's shorts in the electronics that we use. And then there yeah. was a short, and I heard a noise in the headphones. So I don't know if maybe if we zoom in, we, we have an EVP. Thomas Edison. 
Oh, that wasn't Thomas Edison. That was that goddamn demon. He like, y'all ain't about to be doing no interview, and I ain't going to be making no cameo. That's what that shit The demon's trying to get work now. You know what I mean? He's like, this motherfucker making money off my book. You know what I mean? He's trying to take a It's my fucking story, too. Do you think the demon's going to try to Can I tell my part? I think the demon's going to try to get a catchphrase, go back haunt the house. I mean, you've been repossessed. Repossessed. It's all reality shit. That shit was scary as hell. You've been repossessed. You know how? you always hear the story where like somebody comes back like they made money off of my life yeah, yeah. and I never that's what the yeah. demon's you doing he's pissed off he that demon's cut. pissed Satan's down there telling his dumb ass like yo you didn't get a cut of that shit yeah. like this you're getting screwed <laughs> god damn it I will not be one of the lowest the, demons here the book industry's like that get in the flask I'm you man that you need not. to get residuals <laughs> you know what points are yeah. oh man <laughs> <laughs> that was, I'm sorry, that was some scary shit. God I would wins, like God wins again. God wins steal. God, God, yeah, God, God got points. Got net. Right. He, right? he slapped him down. He said, "Man, get out of here." Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. It's I've mixed feelings on those books because in those movies because they make me scared, afraid, very afraid. But why do we do that? Why do we like these things? What's it? At the end of the day, I read them. I'm fascinated by it. I am entertained. It does take my mind off things, but then I'm frightened. I'm scared <laughs> because that dude lives right near me. I live. <laughs> for you stalkers out there, I live like a block away from Brownsville Road, and he lives in Brentwood, so it's right in my neighborhood. Ooh, he's going to get on a bus, come over your house. Yeah, I know. Socky stalkers. My Socky's book. Mikey's book that, next week, The Demon on the Bus. <laughs> yeah, the, the demon, on, <laughs> demon on the Bus. That's, Someone pulled the chain for a stop, and nobody got off. <laughs> Yo, that is great. <laughs> Smell of urine on the seat. Mm-hmm. Where does pee come from? Yeah, that's, that's some <laughs> why, do, why do I feel so mysterious? I grab my dick. <laughs> and then there's a weird looking guy goes, "It was me." Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jim, you got a point. Why do we watch like a lot of yeah, this shit? Why we, do we watch this stuff? I, I think it's a mix of things. I think we do. We hate. We, we're, we hate fear, but we also like that feeling of being afraid. We like that mm-hmm. comfort of having somebody like to protect you or to feel protected. I Must mean, it's no be. different than when I play Resident Evil or the Evil Within these video games right, right. that are horror games. But, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to play Fatal Frame today, and then some crazy shit happens. But it's that fear of knowing that, you know, you might be protected outside of what that coaster. is. Is that it, the it is. I, mean, like when you, it, yeah. I think it is, but I also noticed something, and I had posted this online. That like for some reason, evil and things that are dark are are more uh, celebrated than things that are good, mm. and we spread a lot of that stuff. So I feel like that also has something to do with it. It's kind of like a magnet because all of us were we're good and evil. We have that. Mix I believe in that us. we're Marvel. You know pick. what I mean? We, we have are. a chance to be. You know, we try. Oh, we can be dark. It's freedom can be of light. choice. We do have choice. God gave us choice. And, you know, I posted something about how people get angry when you believe in God or you spread those positive messages there are and people stuff like, like that. that. Yeah. And they hate you, even if they're, like, atheists. They don't just go about their business. They have to post on there, like, Jesus isn't real. He's a space alien. Like, they have to do stuff <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, I hear that. From but, people, like, I feel like know, that's get angry the evil. It. Yeah, I think it's really, like, the evil kind of is a magnet for us. Well, there, a there's, a, there's a book I read. And if anybody's out there is interested in it, I mean, it's, a, it's a been around. It's a guy named M. Scott Peck. He wrote a famous book uh, called The Road Less Travel. Yeah. One of the fo- first, like, self-help books ever, whatever, that got, that got popular and all. It wasn't his, his best book, actually. His best book that he had written was a, was a far less seller called People of the Lie. And People of the Lie 
were was his take on good and evil and his he said he had patience and scientifically you're not supposed to say evil evil's a spiritual thing he said yeah so as for a doctor for a psychiatrist you're supposed to say well you know if somebody does this evil thing you go back in the lineage of his life well he was abused as a child he went through this and blah 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 and that's why he does this now he said that he had several cases where that wasn't the case that he couldn't find any lineage and any link anything he couldn't have he didn't have any answer of why these people were evil so he just filed them away it's just you know he didn't know what to say called him yeah. finally came to the conclusion that you have freedom of choice and he called them people of the lie they were it's it's and he talks about evil and how it has a certain energy to it yeah it is fascinating that you know but how good overtakes it is stronger than it yeah which is the cool thing. Which is why he fought that demon in his house in Brownsville Road. Kicked that demon's head. Like <laughs> he Mike Tyson in the demon's ace. He said, knock you Shit. out, you fucking demon. <laughs> Punch him in the head. Mike Tyson. It's my house. My man. house. I commend him, man. That that takes some bravery, yeah. man. I would have been out of there day, one day. When I asked him, I, and you'll see the question I asked him when you hear the interviews, I, I say, Would you, why don't you leave? And he gives his answers. It's really great and all that. But me, me, I'd have been. Gone, man. Shit, the lights flickered and I ran the you fuck ran out, out of here. <laughs> if that was my house, if it was like, get out. I wouldn't have I'd any like, book. Yo, you can have it. That's cool. I wouldn't have any book. My book would have been, light went out, you all pulled up, I left. Yeah. Three pages. Yeah. Three yeah. page yeah. book. Mine's pamphlet. Like, look, my I wasn't book. about to stick around and find out what the hell it wanted, so... uh you now, Mikey, are you afraid the demon's going to walk over to your house? I'm a little worried now. Are you? It's very close think to think it's too close? Yeah. Might walk over? That's what... Say hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ghosts aren't confined by walls. You think? Yeah. <laughs> as long as no. we no, that's true, Mikey. We'll come right on over. You are you are a scientific expert on this. But does the ghost have does the ghost have GPS to find it? That's I don't know. I don't man, know. shit. After what happened here, that as long as the ghost, as long as the demon isn't a heckler. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that. That would suck. Oh, having man. a demon actor. That would that. suck. A demon. Well, like, what if you did perform and the demon follows you to yeah, your show heckler. just to fuck with you? the demon heckler. Was, like, scratching your face suck. on stage. Oh, you're talking about evil. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, smacking me in the head, smacking Mike. You know, Mike, you're, Mike yeah. knocks your hat off at the punchline. <laughs> you're time, a hack. Yeah, every time Terry does, he pushes, pushes out there. Pulls the mic out. Pulls the cord out of you, Mike. <laughs> Like fucking demon. <laughs> fucking de- why you, just- why did you do bad last night? That fucking demon. <laughs> I was killing. Rod sucked in a fucking demon. Yeah, I, was, I was killing. It was tight ten. Yeah. Five minutes in, the demon. No one could no one could get that. Casper crot. the douchebag ghost. No, yeah. Douchebag. No one could beat that crowd. No one get a laugh. Fucking demon had him. <laughs> Took him. <laughs> that was it? Was it? Be the new euphemism yeah. for a bad crowd. The yes, demon had the him. Demon had him. Was it that you weren't funny? You didn't have a funny line. They didn't be, think you were funny. It'd be like that scene no, from Nutty demon. Professor when Buddy Love interrupts <laughs> yeah. fucking Dave Chappelle. <laughs> the demon That's... just comes up like women be shopping. The demon had him. <laughs> I'm like fuck that demon. It's still in my spotlight. I'm telling you, man, it's scary shit. Well, you know, we watch this stuff. You know, I think that's why. I think that's why viral videos videos are so uh, popular. We we do like mind candy also. We do. You know, we watch things like these. You know, read things also like like we're talking about this demon stuff and see, you know stuff that scare us. 
And we also, on the other end of the spectrum, we need stupid stuff. We need stuff that's just mindless. It just takes it away, and we don't have to think, and we can just kind of laugh a little bit. And there's a couple viral videos, man, out right this week we, we love. One is uh, Too Many Cooks. and We oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. The weird thing is we'll play a snippet for you right here, and you'll, we'll just play it for you. Here it is. Too Many Cooks is what we're talking about. You got too many cooks. Too many cooks. Now the thing is, that's such a catchy. That's just a catchy little jingle. That shit been in my head for the last. It, four it will be in your head just from having that little snippet there. But when you watch the uh, the viral video, you'll laugh your ass off as it looks like a cheesy nineteen eighties TV show kind of yeah. entrance thing going on and on and on. It and goes it on for eleven and minutes. Sicker. Yo, it's like <laughs> yeah, it. 12, 11, 12 minutes, but it gets weirder and weirder yeah. as it goes on. Oh, it's amazing. And it's very funny. It, it's like an acid trip. It's like, like an if, acid trip. Yeah. Because it's the craziest it's shit. It's more and more outlandish as it goes on. Goes on. I think it's kind of genius because they make mm-hmm. fun of different versions of it. And I'm into that kind of <laughs> twisted humor. But, yeah. like, you know, it's like full, the whole Full House, Family Matters kind of thing going on. And yeah. then it jumps to uh, freaking TJ Hooker. And <laughs> and uh, I forget the other one that, where it's like the rich family or whatever. I dynasty or Dynasty. Whatever. It's yes. Dynasty. Yeah, They're making yeah, fun yeah. of Dynasty. The, then the it goes into stuff. like Galactica, Star Trek kind of thing. And uh, there's so much shit that's involved with this, like the slasher. And it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a, It is. It's really funny. And, and it's it's really taken off big right now. So oh, it's it is. And there's another one. That I now I didn't this this next one Terry brought up to me I didn't see this one I, I Terry oh, just yeah. showed it to me and I, I wanted to pass it along to everybody because it's, it's so funny it's the and funniest shit it's I've this ever seen. Uh, gentleman <laughs> who is uh, with a preacher and yeah. uh, he was possessed by an interior decorator I don't know but he's, <laughs> he is screaming that he's not gay anymore or something I guess he must have went through one of those uh, yeah. gay rehabs yeah. gay hab yeah gay, gay hab and programs right I guess what's that Mike? I guess he got healed I guess <laughs> that's what he said he said yeah. I was delivered he was delivered I was, I was Tear, delivered Tear, play a little clip of that Go play a little clip yeah this shit is so funny to me man no, I, then you'll play right here turn around and tell those people I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I said I like women. Women, 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 women. I said women. I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will. I will love a woman. That is hysterical. I, lo- I love the women, 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 women. Women. And then he does the... I, love 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 I saw the full clip, and he the, the preacher makes him run down the aisle. He said, go down there and run to the camera and tell him you don't like gay people no more. <laughs> he's like, I'm not gay anymore. And he's just running down I was, the aisle. How does he run? Does he have good form? Oh, he runs gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he doesn't, he's still like, working it he out. He doesn't have yeah. good form. His, his hands, he's like, what do straight men do? Like, no, he's, yeah, that's just, that's cra- There's nothing wrong with being gay. There's nothing. I mean, it's the way the person is born. It's fine. Exactly. People should respect you. Humanity. And, and it's funny though when you see this stuff it's bizarre it's mind-boggling that they put this guy through this thing like yeah. in some kind of like rehab of some sort and then they told him that he is a new creature 
Really? That is what the preacher said. You are a brand new creature. Everybody dance around them. Don't touch them if you if you out here sinning still That's too. Because I don't want you to rub them <laughs> sins back on that man who ain't gay no more. So he, <laughs> what does he do? Does he? <laughs> I I don't even know what. What does he means. do? Does he does he you know come back six months later and just you know I I blew someone and fell off the wagon. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Like, oh, like chip is gone. <laughs> what are those meetings like? Like, hi, my name is uh, Rick, and uh, I don't yeah. like dick anymore. Yeah. Hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. <laughs> I mean, they what is the last balls I touched were six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a chip. I mean, yeah, you get yeah. a six month chip. <laughs> I do. And dick I chip. Just, uh, yeah, I just can't believe it. It's hard to wrap your head around. You know what though? I I saw this documentary on this. Believe it or not, on this. On this gay rehab thing and a couple of month things on HBO and Showtime whatever and the funny thing is they they have women there like there's hot chicks that convert them to become heterosexual so so you get laid to nice. when you go to Camp, gay camp. I'm about to be gay as hell. <laughs> I, so that's what, Ter, the first thing that goes across my mind is I'm thinking god if I were single, if I were single, mm-hmm. God, I would tour gay camps. I would walk up to everyone. Yeah, I'd walk right to the gay camp and go, I can't stop Project Runway. I love it. <laughs> and then and then, to, and then they bring women. They bring hot women. Like in. a J-Lo looking chick. Yes, you get hot chicks and, and you could just sit there and go, not hot enough, not doing anything. And then they get a hotter one. And then. Boom. That sounds so much like a movie that like a like yeah. an American Pie type or like something that like uh like There's Owen our premise. Wilson or something like that. That's a premise because he likes it like guys like a wedding There's crashers type. We're yeah. going gay hab. Gay hab. <laughs> the name of the movie. Yeah. I'll Gosh, tell you, it's down. the girl easiest filmmaker. way to get girls. And I'll, we're copywriting it right here. <laughs> right no here. one takes it. Yo, Josh, can you write the script? Of gay hab, gay. Hab. Can I be this gay dude? Chris is our Chris like is our writer director. Anymore. Yeah, Chris is our writer director. I'll be the teacher. I think it's a good idea. It's a funny idea. I like women. They well, but we'd have to make the message that it's okay to be gay. Yes, that's the thing. Is there's nothing wrong with that? Absolutely not. That's just crazy. But that's what they do. They take you through this thing, according to this documentary, where you get these hot chicks and then you get laid a lot. And then at the end of the month or whatever, getting laid a lot, you're cured. So that's what I would be, just come out of there and be cured, man. I yeah, mean, then I go off to the next yeah, place. Yeah, I'm cured. Yeah. <laughs> like then this I go to the next place and say, you know, I love wrestling <laughs> people. What can I do? Oh, and then man. I go in the back in <laughs> yeah. for another month. I'm about to be delivered. <laughs> Not delivered. Delivered. That poor guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't like men's anymore. Well, he can't. Yeah, he can't. He said, like, I want to date a woman. I said a if he sees a muscle magazine or something like that, he's oh, got to fight it in a doctor's office or something. He's, he's, I feel right? bad for him highlights. being forced to yeah. feel that he can't, can't do be it. gay. You know what I mean? Like he was someone forced him. Like someone within maybe the church, maybe the within him, his family. Him. Well, they shamed, yeah. shamed him. Yeah, yeah. and then it's he has scary. no choice but to go in front of everyone. And now it's sad because it makes him look like a fool if he does decide. Yo, I. I can't do it. I, I love mm-hmm. Ding Dong too much. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, he it, can't be himself can't for the rest of his. You know, that he has to live a lie for the rest of his life. Yeah, because maybe his little victory is like my Ricky Martin CD. It'll never take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but yeah, that is a movie. You won't get this scarf, motherfuckers. <laughs> Mine. Mm. There's certain things he won't. Certain things I won't give up. He's the, he brings it in. One brings in the lawyer is my Versace scarf. <laughs> Fuck you all if you think you're getting that. 
fucking pry your hands off my dead cock. <laughs> Where you get this scarf? <laughs> that's his. That's his bumper sticker on the back of his. Yeah, car. and then he did. He turns. He goes. I mean, I'm not gay. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore. I like I women. Stop. What my like, thing? That's his. That's his other brother. I, I love. Like, well, you I have like to women. lie. They have to lie to get out of the, the gay camp, right? Yeah. I mean, they're 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 family or whoever sent them there yeah. it's almost like they're trapped man they gotta yes. just they gotta get through it and just probably fake it you i know, wonder the if end. they end up like hooking up with each other sometimes maybe that's, you know, that's maybe the porn version of the movie that we made. yeah well that's the porn <laughs> yeah that's a really i'm not playing in that one <laughs> starring <laughs> terry jones terry jones with three r's and terry or something. Yeah. <laughs> terry jones <laughs> That's awesome, but uh, Jim Crenn is a scarf man. Yes, okay, <laughs> yes. They, they, you're like the Obi Wan in the whole thing. You come <laughs> back in and out, and <laughs> Obi Wan. Wow, we're yeah, that, that's uh, yeah, this is an amazing. I'd movie, see this man. movie. Like, I think I think we have a movie here. The whole gay hab, gay hab, and gay hab. I'm just seeing the trailers like. Yeah. Like what's what's Gay Hab 2's tagline? Yeah. Now sequels always have a tagline. Yeah, Gay Hab. Gay Hab 2. Gay Hab 2. Back in the hole. Yeah, back in the hole. Yeah. It didn't take, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Gay Hab 2. A different stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, man. We, we, Exit in the rear. We, we got to get Michael Keaton for the movie. <laughs> get Michael Keaton. I don't know why. That's <laughs> just awesome. Yeah. Michael Keaton and Gay Hab. Michael Keaton and Gay Hab. Michael Keaton and Gay Hab. Like he could be hey, the doctor. Hey, Chuck. Yeah. Hey, Chuck. I'm not gay. Hey, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> Michael Keaton's awesome. The Ma- best is he has. And Matthew be- McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't suck dick no more, man. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, crazy, be, Morgan Freeman could be the OG gay dude. Now, yeah. when I first came in here, I realized that there was a lot of gay boys. <laughs> and those boys didn't really like women. <laughs> and they were not delivered. But to be delivered, you will have to be. And, and special guest Jack Nicholson is the cantankerous older gay man. You know, I'm not gay anymore. Although I do get a chubby when I look at that male model over there. <laughs> Fight it, Jack. Fight it. Ever since our bucket list, we stuck together. <laughs> bucket list. That was part of the bucket list, not be gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gay anymore. I love women. <laughs> he has to do the, I love no, women, he does the voiceover through gay. He does the voiceover yeah, for the voiceover. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he does all the voiceover. <laughs> He's the narrator. He's the, the narrator of it. Marching with the gay hat. There you go. As the gay boys walked in, <laughs> Mike Wysocki, Mike Sasson, and Jimmy Crin were on a mission. A mission to get the hottest women ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy Dufresne crawled 150 yards to suck a cock. It was a pleasure the warden couldn't take away from him. And there was nothing wrong with that. There's no problem if you're gay. Just... You game. don't have to like women. Russell Crowe would be in. I uh, man, I like, you know I like dick. I don't like it anymore. I don't know what it is. That's so funny. I just like I still still like hairy balls. <laughs> Couldn't beat that. Sorry. Too many cooks. Too many this. cooks. <laughs> too many balls. Oh, too many balls. Now that we said balls. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, but it is a bizarre uh, thing. It is. 
to wrap it up. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> how, do we even get on, how do we get on that subject? Uh, <laughs> oh, the video. The video. Yeah, the video. <laughs> get our minds off things. Look, look, so, Kren, wait, speaking, like, wait, of, other, speaking of other things to get our minds off things, you know, shows, like we're talking about viral videos, but we also have these television shows. I always talk about them all the time, like Intervention and Hoarders and all these things. They're always trying to up the shows. Now, Discovery, as we talked about Nick Olenda last week, Olenda, they made, uh, it's like 15.8 million people watched him in you know in Chicago. Through the time. So Discovery has discovered money So with his stunts. So they're starting to do stunt TV shows. They're, you're going to see more and more of stunts in the next year than we've ever seen because of Nick Olenda, believe it or not. Now, the first one they're rolling out is December. Discovery Channel has a show called Eaten Alive. It's a special, I think one-time special, because he can only get eaten once again. Right. Oh, I saw this shit. And it's a guy who is a, uh, he's a, a wildlife dude. He's a wildlife filmmaker. Yeah, Paul Rossley is his name. And he's going to wear what he calls a snake-proof suit. And then he's going to be eaten alive by an anaconda. And after the snake eats him alive, there's some kind of cord on the suit, and they will pull him out of the snake. Oh, now, the snake will not be harmed at all, they said. Well, pl- hopefully the guy Except did. a little pissed off he <laughs> took his fucking meal. Other than that. Sorry, well, could a chance the guy be? That's that's. Sad. I mean, like, there's a, not a chance that the, the snake is going to be at somewhat like ticked. I mean, somewhat hurt. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it has to swallow a human being. I mean, you can eat a cow. Well, it's an uh, anaconda. No, an anaconda can cow. stretch out. It's the it's the largest snake. The longest is a reticulated python, mm-hmm. but the largest snake is an anaconda. It's like me on Thanksgiving. So yeah. you don't know <laughs> why or where it goes. <laughs> I hope he has buns. Well, that anaconda ain't gonna <laughs> want none. No, I don't have to get it. Yeah. Just got hit with a tomato. Don't have to get like a, what did they do? The they... demon threw it. A de- yeah. <laughs> Buddhist <laughs> man. Fuck your. I mean, joke. the snake has to. They have to, they have to pull the bro. snake out of the out of the anaconda. Now, obviously, a lot of PETA and all those people ran up in arms over this. Oh, yeah, thing. but they said the snake. Wasn't harmed. Now I've given away. Now I read it. It had happened already. They already oh, taped geez. this, and it's successful. He was alive and all that. It airs December seventh on Discovery. They said the snake wasn't harmed at all, at all. Oh, and it, that's what they mail, said. Huh? But you know, then again, it's a TV show, right? They're like even the snake was dead. They're moving this, it with a stick. This is what happens. <laughs> <when he's alive. laughs> this happy. is what happens when you have three hundred channels. It, yes, you can't. You can't have three hundred people. You can't have a group of people write stuff. So you'd be like, yeah. "Can we just have a guy just eaten by stuff?" Yeah, that, yeah that'll be we, a TV. We show. can only get Willenda to walk on dental floss once a month or something, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Needs to fill in the rest. Too expensive. <laughs> I could just see the the LA guy sitting there going, "We just got to find guys to do other stuff." <laughs> <laughs> we do that's need. Insane. We do need some other stuff for for. And where where, where is it going to be? What what where does it end, man? Is it going to be like crapped out alive? You know, where guy gets, <laughs> oh. guy gets eaten by an elephant? They gonna watch him go through the shitter or something? Oh. Take a dump, dump the alive. It's like the know. real Jonah and the whale. He's really going inside a whale. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna film it. Yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> the yeah. real Jonah. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> Jonah's the only dude to survive next to Pinocchio. That was the only <laughs> Geppetto. Those are the only yeah. people to survive. From now. the producers of Eating Alive comes fucking a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's in a suit. 
He goes at the rhino, and the rhino goes, I'm not gay no more. Get away from me. I, I like women. I like women. I'm delivered. I'm delivered. Get your fucking suit. Get that, your snake suit away from me. Oh, man. If the preacher was in the, the eating the snake, then I'll watch. That is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, you, wait yeah. a second, though. You guys stop it. Would you do this? For a million bucks, would you let an anaconda? No. You know, we always play. Would you rather? Would, would you let an anaconda with if they had, now a million dollars? Think about this: a million dollars, and and if they had the snake suit on you, and, it's, it's gonna, and this guy already did it and it was successful, right? Don't forget, he's done it and it's successful. Would you do it? Terry? No, no. This is why, because they'll see. And with my luck, they'll fuck around. The anaconda will eat me. And then something bad will happen, and then the anaconda will dive his dumb ass into the Amazon River, and then take you away your little snake suit, and you're gone. Yeah, I'll be dead. I'll yeah. drown. Mike, you don't think? No, I no. He goes the whole way into the snake. Yeah, and then they pull. Then no, they pull you out no, with a little no, cord, no, no, like no, a little right. tampon. So how far did he go into? He's like stick a foot in the mouth. <laughs> Sorry for that. <laughs> no way. But the way they described it, yeah, they pull you out boop, right out. And the snake's like, "What the fuck is my Big Mac?" <laughs> but it, what, 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 you wouldn't do it? No. million way. bucks. How about a million and a half? Hell no. Two I'm million. still not doing it. No. No, no Jimmy. Mikey? No. million not, and a half? Not going into a snake's body. Mike's ass. could be another animal in there that eats you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wouldn't that be wild? Yeah. You think you made it? Yeah. yeah. Some fucking other animal in there. You ate a little tiger. How'd you eat that? I was a little tiger. <laughs> <laughs> like the alligator has his mouth open with yeah. Yeah. the snake. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, this they didn't anaconda. Tell me this yeah, anaconda. Get me out! Get me out! Get me out! Get me out! Sitting on, yeah, yep. Anaconda couldn't eat the big tiger. I'm a little tiger. So, so what happened? You would do it? Two. Would you do it? Oh, the fact geez. that you're thinking but the thing, a million and a half. But see, that's the thing. Because for a million and fucking half dollars, I'd put the fucking snake suit on. Oh, I'd be in there. See, that's, you pull that's me out. I'm, I'm driving my Lamborghini, and you guys are hiding yeah. <laughs> Lamborghini. Yeah, but, I'm a fucking snake. Yeah, but two, that's the thing. You're saying two million. You, you, you said a million. I, I negotiated up to two. I'll up it. I'll up it. Yeah. Two million. I mean. Two. Because after taxes, you're net one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think a one's too low. Yeah. One is way too low. Two, you, you can get, risk your yeah, life. Yeah, because if you have you a million, eaten. then you're down to like, yeah, 750, 700 yeah. or something. You can yeah. risk your life, for, right? Yeah, but two million, yeah, why not? I See, you're in? I'm in. I'm in. I'm doing it all the way. Josh, you in? Wayne, would you do it? Wayne's oh, out. Wayne. Wayne's Thank out. You, Josh Wayne. is in. Me and Wayne know. We got a tie, 3-3. Three, three. We had a 3-3 three, three tie, <laughs> and everyone listening could vote. You could just vote. I mean, no. Vote. <laughs> vote would for you, something. Yes. Would you be eating for <laughs> the, the snake? Anaconda. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm yeah, not, it's scary shit, but I'm going to watch it. Unless Ice Cube's around to save me, I'm cool. I'm not going. <laughs> or J-Lo. Was J-Lo in that? Yeah, J-Lo was yeah, in I thought so, yeah. Was, I thought, I what if J-Lo were in the time. snake? Would you go? No, no man. I'll, 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 I'll dive in there. I'll dive in that shit for free. Butt-ass naked. Yeah, J-Lo was outside afterwards going, and that's what turns me on. Yo, Mark the- Anthony did that. That's why I went with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can bang J-Lo, but it has to be inside the snake. But it has to be inside, inside the snake. <laughs> Yo, my ass will be talking about, I'm not gay anymore. <laughs> I love women's. In the, in the snake, the anaconda. The, anaconda, the anaconda, but I am, and I'm not going to this so Get the fuck out of my stomach. <laughs> I will be delivered. That is, yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, hey, uh, we like we like you to listen to this interview I did with Bob Cranmer and uh, you know get your take on it. The demon on Brownsville Road, as we'd mentioned, it, it's it was he was thought he was an interesting guy and uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was scary and uh, after what happened in here, 
Terry's still afraid. He's looking at the light. The light yeah, went out. yeah. The light went out. The, the light has not. <laughs> we said, it hasn't but, you know. flickered. Like it, it did like a specific flicker, and there was a surge in the uh, headphones <laughs> and everything. So I'm kind of curious. Like oh, after man. the show, I kind of want to hear that surge part and see if maybe there's All an right. EVP. Well, yeah, listen toward the end of the show. Ghost if you're any kind of surge, <laughs> that's, that's what that is. In. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this interview with uh, Bob Cranmer, and we'll let you know if the ghosts walk down to Mike's house next week. I'm kidding, Mikey. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Mike's many like, Whoa. Too Mike gave me a look. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Too many demons. I'm kidding. Too many demons. All right. Enjoy this interview. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I'm here with uh, Bob Cranmer, and he is an author of a book that I just read. Uh, he's a Pittsburgh guy, former, former uh, you know, political guy and county commissioner and all that, and uh, but he is an intro, one of the best reads I've. I just told him one of the best reads I've had in a long time. Uh, the Demon on Brownsville Road caught my attention. The Brownsville Road, I'm a Pittsburgh guy. I thought that's a Pittsburgh book. I pick it up. It is. It is incredible. It makes the Amityville horror. It makes Amityville horror to me look like Disney compared. To, I mean, this this is one of the scariest books, and the fact that it's real to me, you know, to and I'll tell you why as we go further in the interview is what really i had to put it down a few times and then with bob uh, what an what what uh what an incredible book bob it's, it's got to be a great success at this point um well you know it's 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 interesting and it's, again I'm, I'm i'm no expert on writing books or selling books this is all new to me it took me six or seven years to get to the point where this book was published you know by a major publisher so Mm-hmm. You know, selling books, I guess, like so many other things, is about publicity. People are only going to buy it if they know about it, and people have to talk about it. And so mm-hmm. um, the book has gotten a tremendous amount of publicity in Pennsylvania, and it's done very well here. Um, we've got interviews across the country, but, again, uh, it's publicity that uh, drives sales, and hopefully that more people read it and have the same reaction that you just described will tell their friends and um, I mean, I wrote this book, uh, certainly not, uh, it's not about making money or fame or anything. I had mm-hmm. to tell this story because it's true, and I think it will just change the perspective of a lot of folks as to what they believe or don't it, believe. It, yeah, it, it's uh, it's an amazing story. It's your house on Brownsville Road. I won't give everything away as I want people to buy the book, but your house on Brownsville Road that uh, you had bought, this was a dream house you'd once wanted to, since you were a child, and you and your wife move in this house and, and your children, and, and all of a sudden, strange things start to happen, a la Amityville Horror, little, thing, little things you thought were cute at first, but ended up being demonic in the, in the end. Uh, explain the very, how, how the progression happened. Well, I, I think that you, know, you just gave a, gave a good little synopsis, thumbnail synopsis. Um, initially... Uh, when we moved in, and it was only a few weeks after we were in the house that my wife and I came to the conclusion, just from the paranormal activity that we were experiencing, that, again, didn't seem to be threatening. Um, it was curious. But we came to the conclusion, which was kind of freaky enough in and of itself, that we weren't in the house alone, that there was some type of a spirit or a ghost that lived in the house. And my wife somewhat sensed that even before we bought the house, she expressed um, just an odd feeling that she had. Hmm. And I questioned the previous owner, the people that we bought it from. The man, uh, the man who sold it to us, uh, 
And I said to him, is there anything wrong with this house? And with that question, you know, you would think he would he would say, well, clarify that. What, with the plumbing, with the electric, with the roof, with the furnace? He knew right away what I meant. Hmm. Because his response was, oh, we've had mass in the living room several times. The house is fine. <laughs> wow. Um, you don't hear that often. <laughs> no, I mean, because people don't you know, generally have mass. If people are familiar with the Catholic Church, I mean, right. You know, it, you do it in church unless it's in a time of war or some extenuating circumstances. You don't. Well, did that, have that that had to take you guys back a bit. As far did, what, did you have any you know hesitation on moving in? Well, you know, two things. I I just wanted this house so bad. I mean, it was a. It just seemed kind of like predestined that. You know, when we left the military and I found a good job and we were moving back with a pocket full of money and, you know, we initially were going to look to move further out in the suburbs. Um, and this house, all of a sudden, of all houses in my hometown to come on the market the very week we were moving back, hmm. the house I always wanted to go in as a kid just to look at hmm. comes on the market for sale. So I took that wow. This, this happened for a reason. I think it did happen for a reason. I just didn't know what that reason was and how ominous it would be. So yeah. um, my overriding um, desire was to, was to buy this house, and I thought, we'll just deal with this. We'll live with this. We'll deal with it, um, and uh, or we will ignore it. Uh, but little did I know that there's a big difference between a spirit or a ghost, which is generally, you know, the ghost or spirit of someone who once lived that died under some type of tragedy or so on, compared to a real evil demonic entity that wants to hurt you. Did, did um, you did you ever before this even happened? Before you went this house, did you ever experience anything like this at all? Did you believe in the supernatural? Were you into like this? paranormal stuff or at all you know, were, you, were you one of those people were you, were you a ghost hunter and everything you know mm-hmm. that that is a phenomenon you know th- those clubs and so on really have come about say maybe in the past 10 years even if that right but no my wife and i never had any experience or interest with a ghost or you know a ufo or any anything extraordinary mm-hmm. um the only thing that happened to me is which is the first scene, the first described in the first page of the book, is when I was about 11 years old, there's another house in Brentwood, not far from my house, right. that's related to this house in a way. And a friend of mine, uh, it was vacant, and a friend and I uh, were, 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 were screwing around trying to get in the place, and the door was locked. And uh, all of a sudden, then the door opened on its own, um, and we got scared to death and ran away. That was the only um, instance in my life prior to moving in here that I think I experienced any type of paranormal activity. And, well, uh, well, so the, we had no, to answer your question, none. Yeah, so, no so the, well, the thing is with, with this uh, this book, as I'm reading it, it, it these these hauntings, these things, these tricks, these things this demon is doing is escalating. It got to the point where you got these scratches on your chest. Explain that to me, how that happened, or what the phenomenon of heaven, how deep were they, how serious was that? Uh, was it something sure. um, you felt well, the, you know, the first, it, 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 and, I, and I don't want to sound flippant here, but after a while that became somewhat routine. You're kidding. Uh, generally the scratches did not draw blood. 
but they were in fact I mean scratches that would take um, you know a couple days um, wow. to to go away just the same as if you got a cat scratch or scratch yourself on a thorn bush or something um, the first time it happened I was actually um, there's a scene in the book where I was confronting this thing for the first time uh, upstairs in a in a room where my grandson had been sleeping and uh, mm. it had been in there <coughs> in the room with him and I spent the night in this room and it was there and in the morning after somewhat of a harrowing night with this thing I woke up and I felt an irritation under my on my neck uh, on my uh, underneath my right ear and I felt and it, it, it continued down uh, under my I had on pajamas you know night right. shirt buttoned up it continued on so it started under my my right ear and continued down to my stomach diagonally across my chest to the top of my stomach I went looked in a mirror and sure enough you had these three scratches each about you know a quarter of an inch apart uh, if that that went parallel right down across my chest from from my ear and I looked at them in the mirror and I can remember later that day uh, I was at the gym working out and they were just beat red um, later on when we did have some paranormal investigators here uh, the thing actually scratched one of them as others watched it you know scratched him right across his forehead was that Bob, uh, Bob was that, that's uh, the guys from the show uh, the paranormal, paranormal state. Paranormal state. Yeah, they they yeah. came to your house, right? And he, yeah. Ryan, before or something they were like famous, that. before they had a television show or anything, they were a, kind of a, a campus club at Penn State University, mm -hmm. and they had a uh, like a faculty advisor, and uh, he was the one who was actually scratched, and they came to our house twice. Wow! And in they saw the, the demon scratch him. They saw. Uh, it? Yeah, apparently they even had it on tape. They were having, this was the second time they were here, uh, and they were having a meeting on the third floor uh, to discuss what they were going to do that, that night. And uh, it was being filmed. And as they were talking, uh, these three scratches that actually bled appeared on this guy's forehead. <laughs> well, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, man, and I go to uh, St. Paul's at times for retreats. And so as I'm reading the book, some of the priests you mentioned, uh, Father Mike and a few of the guys, I know those priests. Those guys are, you know, just stand-up guys and really holy people as far as I know. I mean, they're really, you know, great priests. There would be no bull crap to them at all. So when you brought them in, involved with it, that really got my attention 100%. Yeah, very spiritual people, not your average run-of-the-mill Catholic yeah. priest. Uh, these guys are really into it. You know, they lead a life of, um, you know, I don't want to say that you know they're they're monks, but I mean they lead a life of solitude and prayer, and they're very focused upon their own personal ministry. And uh, yeah, they're serious. So they were witness to this. They they saw all this stuff. Well, I mean, not only witness. I mean, they were in the foxhole with right. me, so to speak. Yeah, they fighting it. We're here day in and day out, and and also I add the caveat: my, we were not Catholic when this began. Mm -hmm. um, even though I had been raised Catholic, I left the church, as many do when you're a teenager. It seems irrelevant. Uh, and then later on became an evangelical Christian. And my wife and I uh, were evangelical Christians, and, and you know, not to, to you know, denigrate or anything, but at, at that point, once we realized 
we needed help. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the movie. Who are you going to call? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, I can't call Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. No, no. Um, Father Mike's the guy. That's not true. And who are you going to call? Um, the only organization I knew to go to, uh, again, just from watching movies and The Exorcist and so on, is the Catholic Church. Well, it is amazing. It is amazing how the demon responded to things like you know the rosary and things. It it made it mad. It was Angry. It, how and it was cool being Catholic. It was or anybody I think a religion. It, it was cool that God was more powerful, the most powerful, and that, that seems to be the message of the book to me. And it isn't. I think in all those, you believe in one, you have to believe in the other. God was all powerful and did destroy or get rid of this demon eventually. But I'll tell you, it was this thing was powerful. It was strong. It did not. Did not want to give up. It was a battle, and I, you know, I found out in the process that all that Catholic hocus pocus has some real weight to it, <laughs> you know. And I came to depend and lean upon it mm-hmm. because the priests weren't here all the time with us. They'd come right. every, you know, week to ten days, and we had to live with this thing every day. It was like living with the invisible man. <laughs> and uh, those those um, holy weapons so to speak, what? holy water and incense right. and crucifixes and the prayers and so on uh, were powerful. And it drove, the, it drove this thing crazy, and it became a, um, you know, a, a test of wills, determination. When it, threw, when it threw you down the steps and things like that, and your wife down, I mean, just literally you said, like, pulled your legs out with, at times with three down the why didn't you just leave at that point when were you know uh, did you have fear of your or did you think of leaving have fear of your life in other words your your life was at stake many times well you know if i had to do it over again looking back on it i would have at least moved my kids out of the house but at the time it seemed to me that if i gave an inch mm-hmm. uh, i would be giving into it it would be winning if it was moved we would move out in any way now what i did do I, for a time my daughter or husband and their son lived on the third floor in the um, uh, the quarters up there, the apartment, and so on. And I did move them out uh, f- out of fear for my grandson, who was two years old. At the right. Time. Um, but I mean, everybody asked, "Why didn't you just leave?" And um, I, you know, th- th- three different reasons. One, uh, this is our house, and uh, I, I wasn't particularly open to being forced out of our house by anyone or anything. And uh, two, my wife and I both had a strong faith, and we were um, confident that good eventually would overcome evil. But I think most importantly, I I couldn't with good conscience uh, pass this house on to another family like it had been passed on to us. I mean, I thought, okay, this thing, uh, it's in my lap. I own it. I own the house. I own the problem. Uh, We're going to deal with it. And, and, and Bob, the the one thing, as I ended your book uh don't worry i won't give anything away in that, in that sense but i just want to one of the things you mentioned was uh you did suffer from some almost post-traumatic uh you know stress, stress disorder, disorder yeah. like be going th- through a war would it come do you have wor- do you worry about it coming back still you know uh it was funny just uh night before last um i was i was going down the steps and uh i had read the sunday newspapers uh, upstairs in a room that I, I use because there's only my wife and I and one of my sons lives here with us and uh, I have one of the rooms that's my uh, man cave so to speak <laughs> and I was just starting down the steps 
and uh, my feet both slipped out from under me, and I and I tumbled tumbled down the steps. Now, huh. I am convinced that I legitimately slipped, right? Because I didn't I, I, I didn't have I, I was barefooted, and I'm con- or just in my socks, and I'm convinced I legitimately slipped. But as as my my wife came running out, and my son uh, came out of his room to see me recovering on the on the steps, wow. we all thought the same thing. Sure, it's so I, yeah, I can't help. But did I really slip? I'm convinced I did. But uh, no, that's always on my mind. Well, it is it is a fascinating story, Bob? And please, I'd love you to come on the show. Uh, and dedicate the you know the entire hour to you, man. It'd be so fun to talk about. It's interesting. It's intriguing to to a lot of people like myself. The book is incredible. The Demon on Brownsville Road. How could people get the book? Uh, the easiest way. Do you think? I got mine on through Kindle, but uh, yeah, I, I mean it's on all book sites. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Google Books, uh, even on I think iTunes. Um, and then um, it's in bookstores. I know all the Barnes and Nobles have it, especially the ones around Pittsburgh. They've had a hard time keeping it in stock. So I believe um, it, man. It's you know, Penguin is the publisher, so it's you know available across the country and all. A bookstore near you. Hey, man! Congratulations on all the success. Who would think uh, something good like this? You know, a book and, and you know making some money for your family and everything. Would, all this in, in the great message, I think that good over evil. Would, all this would come out of all the turmoil you had. Turmoil you had through those. Uh, those times, you know, you experienced on the, in that house, but it all ended up good. Well, you know, that's that's the purpose, is to tell the story so people can understand that evil does exist and good exists, God and the devil. And uh, I'll still wait and see what happens on the money end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Well, hey, Bob, appreciate it, man, and uh, I hope to talk to you real soon. Thanks, Bob. Hey, well, I'd be happy to come on. Uh, just We can schedule it and... Hopefully it'll work out okay next time. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you very much for Thank, having me. Thanks, Bye-bye. Bob. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Bye. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many Hey, everybody. It's Jim Cran of Jim Cran No Restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to PrimeCoreGroup.com. It's Jim Craig, no restrictions, and we thank our sponsor, Beaver County Auto. It is an incredible car dealership, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Nissan, new and used cars available. Josh's grandfather just got a truck out there. He's really happy. You get the best deal in town. A nice thing about both new and used, they Back it up. Their service is outstanding. That's the thing. They don't forget about you. You buy, you're part of the family. It's family-owned. PJ built this thing from the ground up. It's Beaver County Auto, Constitution Boulevard, right off the Chippewa exit, and sponsor. And we are honored to have them as our sponsor for Jim Crane No Restrictions. It's Beaver County Auto. Oh,